This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Bendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, it's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. <laughs> they don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, yo, how's it going? Jason Walker Show. Happy Wednesday, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Once again, uh, the Major Mortgage Man Cave on the road. On location, we are at the Green Meadow Country Club simulator behind us. We've got uh, Pinehurst number two, hole number one set up behind us today. So um, if you're a golfer, you know exactly what it is. It's a really, really tough golf course. Um, I'm not sure they have Beth Page Black. I think they have Beth Page Black here on the simulator. But uh, good stuff here. And a big show coming up today. We're going to chat uh, more Frontier Conference golf. The NCAA has some new rules. And also, we are going to t- talk um, volleyball. Yes, volleyball. Frontier Conference volleyball and national tournament volleyball. Arunas Duda will join us. From the University of Providence, the head coach, the uh, three-time consecutive conference champs. And uh, he will join us coming up uh, in about 20 minutes or so right here on the Jason Walker Show. Have uh, had, had a lot of fun here in uh, at Green Meadow and appreciate uh, the gang, Todd and the gang, for letting us hang out in, uh, in the studio, here upstairs rather. Um, but uh, hopefully we're back in our, our uh, normal location Tuesday. We're, we're hoping Tuesday, maybe Monday. Now, I get my second shot next Tuesday, so I don't know if we'll be back Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard it's pretty. The second one will knock you on your butt um, is what I have heard, but uh, we'll find out. Got some uh, somebody getting golf clubs. You, you going to shoot low today? No answer. All right. Hopefully they shoot low. You can hit them straight. Make birdies. That's what you got to do, right? Um, <laughs> nobody wants to be on the show. Just kidding. He didn't want to talk. Great hair, though. I don't know who it was, but great hair. Anyway, uh, so you can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. You can listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com. If you miss anything, go to JasonWalkerShow.com. You tweet us at JWalkerSports. And uh, email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. Uh, Grizzly women's soccer, um, South Carolina playing in the NCAA tournament opening round, uh, getting underway, I think, right now. Um, there you go. For people who say we don't talk the Grizz, we do. And we even talk soccer. So, I mean, there you go. All right, here's, uh, here's the big one. Frontier Golf, it appears... As if the appeals are going to fail. Now, if you're just tuning in for the first time this week, the Carroll women, the Rocky men won conference titles last week. There were some individual winners as well. And uh, everybody was under the uh, impression that they had a waiver and an automatic qualifier to the NAI national tournaments. Well, it appears that that uh, appeals process is going to fail. Now, this falls the front. Okay, so the Frontier Conference, plain and simple, is to blame here, and this starts at the top with Kent Paulson, the commissioner, uh, the five athletic directors of golf, of schools that play golf, um, Rocky, Carroll, Providence, Northern, and Tech. Now, last season they had a waiver, the automatic qualifiers, because they had five teams, and more on that in a second. But as we know, last year's nationals was canceled. Um, there was one for football, though. You're damn sure there was for football this season. 
Absolutely was. Even though only five football teams played. And uh, you can you can bet football will always have a waiver if only five teams play. Now, three opted out this year. But I, you, you can bet that there will be uh, waivers. Always. Now, why was the ball dropped? Why was there a bogey, a, a triple bogey, on golf for this season? Why? We understand we're having some Internet issues. We're uh, working on getting that refixed. But why was the ball dropped for golf? According to the NAI, the Frontier Conference has five schools that play golf like football this season. According to the NAI, a conference has to have six teams to have an automatic qualifier. And it's all sports, team sports. Now, LC State left, leaving five teams. The Frontier, including Commissioner Paulson, the presidents, and ADs, have known for a couple years that well, for a few years, really, that LC State was going to be leaving for the Cascade beginning last fall, and they did. That directly affected basketball, volleyball, and golf. So what did those that make decisions in the frontier do? Nothing. They've added no schools. Now, since 2014, LC State, Westminster, and Dickinson have all bolted the league for others. Dickinson went to the North Star... LC State to the Cascade. Westminster jumped up to D2 and uh, is part of the RMAC Conference, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Great, great conference. But, and I get it, it's Montana, it's tough to get teams to, you know, whatever. Westminster, Salt Lake. Dickinson, it's a long, long hike. LC State, it's a long hike. But softball and, and soccer go to, you know, like Southern Oregon and OIT and see where I'm going with this? They make long, long trips no matter what. It's part of where we live in the Pacific Northwest. And Montana's a big-ass state by itself, right? We know this. So wh- what do they do? I mean, what can you do? Well, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I know that they've talked about, you know, well, British Columbia. Well, BC plays softball, except the last, this year, because they can't travel across the border. So, it's, I know, I, I get it, folks. I understand it. It's frustrating. Frustrating with the, the Internet issues we're having right now. If you miss anything, we'll have it posted in its entirety, Jason, at uh, jasonwalkershow.com. But... Uh, the Frontier's got to do something. They're down to six for basketball. You know what that means? That everybody plays each other a lot. <laughs> a ton. Um, what did they have, 20 conference games this year? Played everybody four times? But again, in the last six years, six and a half, seven years, you've had three teams leave. Three, you just up and gone. And, I mean, you can't join the, the, you know, I was talking to somebody today. You can't join the Cascade Conference if you're a golf team. Although, I mean, because it costs money, and golf makes no money, but neither does softball, neither does track. Those, those, they travel everywhere. Soccer doesn't make any money. All these non-revenue sports that, you know, but what do you do if you're the frontier, if you're golf coaches? Because here's what I think is going to happen. It's my legit opinion. It's my belief. I think the frontier will sponsor golf, quote-unquote, for one more year. And then they'll use this as an excuse to drop golf, both the men and women. I know of a couple of schools that would love to get rid of golf. A couple of athletic directors would love to get rid of golf. But what do you do if you're the kids? You know what this really, I mean, this hurts recruiting. Why, why come to play golf at a school, A, that you get limited scholarship money? Now, there's teams like, well, LC's not in the league anymore, but Tech, 
fully funded. Um, Rocky, I think, is fully funded. Providence would like to be, and they have the ability. Northern has trouble fielding teams. You've got a lot of two uh, sport athletes, which is great. But yeah, what do you do if you're these if your kids being recruited to play golf? Well, there's no incentive. You're not going to national tournament, so why play when you can go to probably a school and play somewhere else? I mean, what the Carroll women were able to do this year on the golf course at at a conference tournament down at Eagle, Idaho. Considering they played what four times in the fall, that's the regular season. Didn't play at all in the spring. They weren't allowed to travel anywhere because it costs money. But they go with little, very, very little. And when I say little, it's almost nil. And the men too. Carroll's golf teams are not funded by the by the school. They get no money. Other teams have, you know, six, eight fully funded scholarships. Football's fully funded as a team, but the golf team gets like it's less than like a half a scholarship for for ten people, basically. <laughs> so golf golf means nothing. Or it makes nothing. And they pay nothing to its, uh, you know, for school-wise for its athletes. Not even like books. They don't even cover books. They can't. So what the women were able to do, and now they're not getting to go to nationals, which is it's a travesty. It's a flat-out travesty. And I feel bad for the teams. I really do. For Rocky, men, and the Carroll women, and those individual winners. It's not right. It's absolutely not right. But what do you do? You know, we can sit here and gripe about it, but what's going to change? What, what, how can we make a difference? We're not giving money. We can't, you know, the Jason Walker show can't afford to fund golf teams. Except my own for tournaments, but a joke. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I, I reached out to Commissioner Kent Paulson. He'll try to come on the show next week. Today he was traveling again. Uh, we talked yesterday. So, I don't know. It's it's frustrating and talking to uh, to people in the know and people that, uh, you know, are, are tight with the programs. They don't know they don't know what they're going to do. They're not they're not sure what they'll be able to do. So it's just uh, it's it's sad, and I, I feel bad for the for the teams. So, all right, there's that. Um, hopefully, we can get some of these uh, internet issues figured out. You know, I guess it's not just me. There's internet issues all over, and it's one company in up here that isn't great, as much as they say they are. They're not a sponsor, so I can talk about them. So if you know of an Internet service that would be awesome and not have a bunch of issues, let me know. <laughs> okay. Um, had fun yesterday with Ryan Cutter, uh, the assistant golf pro here. Uh, him, uh, GM Todd Fitterer here at Green, uh, Green Meadow Country Club, and Chad Carlson, the head golf pro, they're all going to golf 100 holes tomorrow and uh, for charity. So it's going uh, to be really cool. Um, Good luck to them. And if you need to, you can go uh, to uh, the Facebook pages of those all three and and uh, donate. <laughs> Chad and Ryan are playing for the junior golf program here in Helena, and uh, Todd's playing for Lewis and uh, Clark Humane Society. So 100 holes tomorrow. That's like five and a half rounds of golf. Now, I was trying to figure out, the most holes I think I've done was last year at 63 in one day. 
We did 36 the next day, so we did 99 in two days. These guys are going to do 100 holes in one day. And battle wind. We were out there on the course today. It was windy. And it affects your shots. It affects your putts more than you think. But uh, had a good time out there today. And uh, I kind of wish we could do... I, I love being at home where we're doing the renovation of the Major Mortgage Man Cave. But we should get the Major Mortgage Man Cave up here, like, all the time, especially in the summer. You walk off the golf course, <laughs> just come do the show. I mean, it, it doesn't really get any better than that, does it? By the way, speaking of yesterday, also Gil Brandt uh, had a great conversation with him about the NFL draft, which is tomorrow, and uh, sent him his polo today, so got that in the mail. Um, but he, we were talking about his autographed uh, car, trading cards, and... Uh, which is uh, is really cool. So we're going to give some of those away next week as well. And uh, also some Jason Walker Show t-shirts. So keep an eye keep an eye and eater out for that. So there you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll talk to uh, Providence volleyball coach Arunas Duda. Uh, their season just ended out at the national tournament in the round of 16. Rocky season ended in pool play. Um, but uh, we'll talk to Arunas Duda, and uh, he's, he's done a very nice job up there uh, in Great Falls with the, the Argos for a long time. He's a great guy, great coach. We'll talk to him. A uh, reminder that tomorrow we're going to chat with Barry Abrams about the uh, Kentucky Derby, which is always the first Saturday in May, except for last year when it was ran in November, and this year it's back. Um, already some some big news this uh, last couple of weeks about the Derby and its horses. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Barry Abrams. Who does he have winning? And also tomorrow, Bill Ingvall will join us as uh, we'll chat with the comedian for the second time here on the Jason Walker Show. But we'll chat with him about his uh, upcoming show Sunday night at the Civic Center in Helena. Uh, tickets still available, so if you uh, feel like going to that, you should. But uh, when we return, we'll talk to Arunas Duda, Volleyball, next. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. 
Presented by Capital Collision Center, we are live at Green Meadow Country Club inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave as our uh, studio renovation continues. Hopefully the flooring goes down today, or tomorrow. Painting was supposed to get done today. Uh, and then the floor tomorrow and or Friday, and then we move everything in, I think, Sunday or Monday, and then um, be back for sure Tuesday, I think. So, all right. Uh, so a lot of stuff to talk about with that. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow we'll talk Barry Abrams, Kentucky Derby. Bill Ingvall, the comedian, will join us. And uh, joining us now via the phone all the way from, what, Sioux City, Iowa, right, or Sioux Falls? Sioux City. Sioux City, Iowa. I got it right the first time. Uh, is uh, Providence volleyball coach Arunas Duda, they saw their season come to an end today in the round of 16, but uh, you guys gave it a heck of a run out there uh, the third straight year going to the national tournament, but uh, just couldn't get it done against the top, top-ranked top team, the Jimmies of Jamestown. Yeah, you know, they're number one, and number one for a reason. Uh, they're big, they're long. Uh, they have excellent ball control, and uh, we just kind of ran into a wall today. Uh, when you when they talk of ball control in in volleyball, explain that for the average person who's thinking, "What are you talking about? It's bump, set, kill." <laughs> sure, sure. So you know we're we've been a pretty good serving team all year. We like to get teams to pass the ball off the net so they can't run their offense very efficiently. Um, you know. When they run a 6-2, meaning they have two setters coming from the back row, so they always have three hitters in the front row. Well, Jamestown was able to pass the ball right up to the net every almost every single time, put the ball in their setters' hands where they wanted it, and had three options to set every time. Um, so when I say ball control, I mean they're passing that ball perfectly almost every single time right up to their setters. So as blockers, we're a little bit undersized, our team this year. We're, we're, we're quick, we're very athletic. Um, but we're very small compared to a lot of teams across the NAI, and uh, their height got to us a little bit today when they were, you know, hitting the ball from a higher point and uh, really able to control the ball, move it around against us. How weird was it to play a – I mean, you guys normally have a, a small spring season, but how weird was it to play a full season in the spring? Yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, this fall, we weren't even in session at the University of Providence. We Everything was remote. Everything was online. Um, so for us to come in in January uh, was very bizarre. I constantly sent out itineraries for our team travel uh, with, you know, August, September, October dates on them. And the girls had to correct me the whole way through. But uh, it was just bizarre. And I think we had a few snowstorms to make us feel pretty good about ourselves in, in April and, and uh, remind us that, uh, you know, volleyball season is here and it's snowing. So uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, it was one of those seasons that we'll remember for a long time. And, and uh, you know, kudos to our university. They handled COVID situations pretty well and, and kept us safe, and we were able to play our full schedule. Well, I mean, when you're, when you're basically – Paid the whole con- or the whole uh, university is paid for by a hospital. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? That you guys would handle this the right <laughs> way. <laughs> you know, you you think uh, you know they kind of erred on the side of caution this fall, and I think that was one of the big reasons why we weren't in session was uh, because Providence had some influence there and and uh, you know made some recommendations that we ultimately decided that we were going to go remote and and keep our students at home and safe, but. Um, we had a lot of our kids contract COVID in the fall, actually. Um, and then once we all came back together, uh, we were pretty safe for, for the entire season. Um, so, you know, looking back, I don't think we should have done anything differently. But, uh, it, you know, we're just happy to get our full slate of games in and, and be able to make it back to the national tournament once again. Arunas Duda, our guest here, Providence volleyball coach. A 20-game streak, uh, winning streak ended as well today. But you guys got a couple of wins out there. Um, how important was it? And I mean, it's kind of the the average lame question, but you've advanced further each year that you've been to nationals the last three seasons. But how important is it to get those wins early to get under, you know, a couple of a couple of wins under your belt to give yourself some confidence? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Uh, you know, our girl, our girls have been very focused and dialed in this year, and so. When we stepped on the court against Viterbo this year, they're a good team. I mean, a very good program. They were in the Final Four last season. Um, and for us to, you know, come in and, and be as focused as we were and be able to sweep them in three straight sets, I thought that was a, an incredible job by our young ladies. So I was really proud of them for that. And, you know, we just – Jamestown was very good today. And uh, 
unfortunately we had that draw and um you know it was a tough draw for us to you know as the 15th seed going in they had to shuffle some things around and, and ended up um they had two conference opponents in one pool so they had to move some of the teams around so we got moved over to Jamestown's pool and and yet again we drew the number one seed in the tournament for the third straight year so uh, it was unfortunate, but like you said, we're we're happy that we're, you know, moving a little farther every year. This year we made it to the round of 16, and and next year um, we want to make it even further. So our uh-huh. goals keep increasing. After 17 years, can we finally just go win it? <laughs> that was the goal. I, you know, I, our girls were really confident this year, and and uh, we were. I think that's why we we're so disappointed when we lost. But um, you know. It, just such a fun group. They, every time they step on the court, they think they're going to win, and and, uh, and we did that for quite a while, so it was fun. Coach uh, Arunas Duda joining us. I mean, when you talk about individuals on your team, and it is a team sport, but you have amazing girls, and it starts with your setter, uh, Sydney Finberg-Roberts, the uh, conference player of the year, the setter of the year. You also had Sadie, who was freshman of the year this year, Sadie Lott. Um, but these are girls that individually rack up a lot of kudos, but as a team, they all play so well together. They certainly do. I mean, there's incredible chemistry on our team. Uh, one that you didn't mention was uh, also with Sasha Legros. I mm. mean, she led the nation in digs per set, um, and for some reason she wasn't voted as the conference you know, defender of the year. And, and uh, you got to give her a lot of credit. She showed up and had an amazing tournament out here, um, just, you know, passing the ball up to our setter as well as defending. Um, there were some balls that were hit incredibly hard her way, and she popped them up like it was like it looked easy. And, and uh, so she was a great defender. We also had Jensen Turner, one of our right sides, that stepped up and, and did a great job. And, and like you said, there's so many good pieces, um, and they work so well together. We were, we're definitely not the biggest team. Um, but we're very athletic, and, and we attack in several different ways. And, and that was a big key to our success this year was our chemistry and, and our ability to uh, to defend and attack a little differently than most teams are used to. How did this season playing in the spring affect recruiting, or has it yet? And, and how was recruiting affected going back to even last year? Yeah, it was – well, we had policies at University of Providence where we couldn't leave Great Falls. Um, so – you know, very grateful to the uh, high school network. We were able to watch a lot of games online in Montana. Um, and that, you know, we were, I think we signed about eight kids so far for next season. So uh, we do have a good, good recruiting class and we're very excited about them as well. Uh, but it's tough. You want to go see kids and, and, you know, when we recruit, we look for character. We look for, you know, all the intangibles and it's sometimes it's hard to see those things on video and, and uh, you know, and on zoom calls. So, um, it's tough, and it especially is going to affect us in the future down the road when we can't see the younger classes. Yeah, that's got to be tough. And, uh, I mean, I, I've talked to a few coaches this year, and, and to me it's the recruiting that, that, that suffered the most. I mean, you got your season played. Some girls got sick. You know, everybody turned out okay. You got to go to the national tournament and all of that. But at the end of the day, I think recruiting, and it's not just that last year or this year, but like you said, you know, a couple years down the road, I think, is still going to be affected. Yeah, I definitely think so. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, in the NAI, I guess less than the NCAA sometimes, but, you know, you're trying to work a couple years ahead and, and see who the juniors are, see who the sophomores are. But, you know, not being able to get out of great fall has made it very, very difficult. Um, you know, but I do appreciate the fact that everyone puts safety first and, um, it's just another challenge. I mean, we overcame a lot of challenges this year, and so I know we can overcome that one, but uh, just another obstacle for us to, to climb around. All right, so you guys fall at Nationals to the number one team. We know why they're ranked number one for a reason. You've taken us through the match today. Um, but what is it going to take for Providence or a Frontier Conference team to get to that level? Because, I mean, we knew how good Rocky was a few years ago, but they struggled at Nationals, too, when they were loaded. Um, you know, what, four, five, six years ago. But this is such sure. a, I mean, it's a, it's such a competitive sport that is just getting better as we go. Um, but what does the frontier have to do to compete with the rest of the country? You know, that's a good question. I think when we were here a couple of years ago, we knew that height was a big thing for us. And we knew that we had to get a little bit bigger if we were going to compete with some of those teams. And so 
we went out and recruited some bigger kids and and um you know and then just this year it just turned out that we were a little bit smaller and, and that was that was our angle um you know a lot of these teams have a lot of you know division one drop down kids uh there's a lot of international players that come in and join the nei and, and are playing on some of these teams but um for us just you know it's just we got to be complete and ready once it comes to this tournament and uh, you know, I, that's a good question. There's there's a lot of things that enter into that formula, but um, you know, I it just I think we need the ability to get out there and see teams like that at, on a consistent basis. So Jamestown had the advantage of playing a Northwestern in the Midland and all those teams throughout the regular season, um, and you know we weren't quite playing that type of competition all season long, or weren't able to see those type of teams all season long, and. And no doubt the Frontier is a very, very good conference, but um, teams like that just play a little different style and they play a little bit differently. And so for us, it was, you know, the first time seeing it, whereas, you know, Jamestown has been competing at that level all season long. So uh, I don't think it's so much a player situation. I think it's just uh, competing consistently at that level um, for a couple months heading into the national tournament. A couple of final questions here for uh, head volleyball coach of Providence, uh, Arunas Duda. Um, your assistant, Drew Jules, a fantastic young lady. Um, I actually covered her at Mesa State, now Colorado Mesa, but I covered her while she played from 04 to 06. Um, but what a fantastic career she had for the Mavericks. And she's added so much to, uh, to the Argos, uh, including national tournament experience, because they got to go to the Nationals a couple years in a row. Uh, while she played, but uh, what's it like with, with take? Tell me what kind of person Drew is as a coach. You know, Drew is fantastic, and she's so instrumental to everything we do in our program. She's a great role model for the young ladies. Uh, she's battled through a lot in her life, and and um, you know she's able to relate well to the girls and kind of walk them through a lot of situations. Um, she's like having another head coach. I mean, she knows the game so well. She's able to make adjustments very well. Uh, she sees the court and has excellent court IQ um, and, and is able to, you know, make adjustments and things on the fly for us. Um, but, you know, the best thing is just she's, um, you know, she's a lot. We're very similar in the coaching staff, I should say. We're very passionate about the game, and, and uh, she just loves coming to work every day. And, and that kind of attitude and feeling is contagious with the girls. They love coming into the gym. And, uh, you know, we have a captain's meeting and every week, and one week we canceled it, and the captains were like, oh, man, this is our favorite time of the week when we get to come in and, you know, hang out with you guys. So um, I just think that that kind of attitude and, and approach to her job makes her a fantastic asset to everything we do. All right. What's the biggest argument you guys have had? <laughs> that we can, you know, we that we can talk about. <laughs> Um, I think we throw out a lot of movie quotes, and so sometimes if we haven't seen a movie, then we get on each other pretty pretty hard about it. But uh, I, you know, we really don't argue all that much. Uh, we get along really well, and it's it's the, we're a good team. So that's awesome. She's great. Tell her hi. Um, I reached I, I reached will. out. I'm going to have to get her on the show sometime just to catch up uh, the old the old Grand Junction, Colorado days. But all right, today is uh, it is uh, National Superhero Day. Um, what's your favorite and which, which superhero would you want to be? Oh man, this is probably the toughest question you've asked so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh geez. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I would say I'm pretty old school when it comes to that. So I would go in, in like a Superman direction where, mm. uh, you know, you're able to fly around and, and be uh, pretty impenetrable for, for anything bad to happen to you. So okay. with, you know, with COVID flying around and all those things, it's, It'd be nice to kind of just have a kind of a, a thick skin and a great armor. <laughs> so you're the Man of Steel, okay? There See, you go. I, I'm I'm Batman. That's, okay. Batman's probably. And you said it perfectly. Well, thank you. Oh, well, okay. Let me ask you then: Who's the best Batman in the movies history? Oh man. Oh gosh, that it was a Christian Bale. I think he did that one pretty well. Okay. So that's your answer. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. See, I'm a I'm a Michael Keaton guy, the original. Okay. Okay. I just think he was the best. And Ben Affleck, no. Um, there's been a couple that never should have been in the suit. Uh, I yeah, Ben Affleck would be one. <laughs> uh, hey, coach, I appreciate it. Um, safe travels back home, and uh, hopefully a, a great fall season. But uh, good luck uh, in the fall, and I appreciate you joining us. We'll talk more. 
um, starting, uh, well, when you guys play volleyball again. Yeah, it'll come up quicker than we think. I know, right? It's just around the corner. Uh, Arunas Duda exactly. joining us from uh, Sioux City, Iowa, home of the national tournament. Uh, a great, great season for the Argos. And like I said, safe travels, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks so much. That is uh, Arunas Duda joining us, Jason Walker Show. He's a fantastic dude, fantastic coach. He's been at Providence for a long, long time, uh, 17 seasons, which is awesome. Um, so he actually, I covered him when he got the job, when I was doing uh, the TV station in Great Falls. This is, this, is, this is such a small world. So I get fired in 04 in Great Falls, and for being, quote-unquote, too entertaining for sports. That was the exact quote, uh, reason. So I, I, I covered Arunas uh, Duda and his first year, and so I've known him a while. And then I go down to Grand Junction, Colorado in 04, where I get this job, and now his assistant coach, Drew Jules, she's, down, she's playing down there uh, for a dude named Rusty Crick, uh, who was a great, great guy, loved fishing, great volleyball coach and uh, got a chance to get to know him and uh and then uh, dave fleming as well after rusty retired but uh great program down there uh on the d2 they play in the armac which is where westminster team we talked about earlier headed so um it's such a small world it really is and, and you know we love it and i i have so much fun doing this so uh thanks to uh Alex Simondi and uh, for setting that up, the uh, sports information director does a great job up in uh, the Electric City, and Coach Duda, who's one of the uh, one of the all-around good dudes, good people. So, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, when we do, uh, I've got some uh, basketball news, some hockey news, also on this date, and much more still to come here. On the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center, this segment was brought to you by our good friends over at Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab-and-Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Listen to the Jason Walker Show anytime and anywhere. Download the Jason Walker Show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you enjoy podcasts.
Or you can just go to JasonWalkerShow.com as well. That's the uh, official website for the Jason Walker Show. Inside the major, ma- uh, wow, three, two, one. Inside the major mortgage man cave, on location still at live at Green Meadow Country Club. We'll be here again tomorrow as well. Appreciate uh, uh, GMCC letting us uh, hang out in the simulator room. So, uh, Jason Walker Show is brought to you by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Well, I got little mysteries at the museum on. I gotta get a TV in the new studio, right? I think I gotta tell the why. We weren't going to, but I think I need to. It's cool just to, to have something on. Anyway. Alright, uh, big basketball news. As uh, a great, great player uh, from Miles Community College, Rebecca Dallinger. Uh, 5'10 freshman out of uh, Australia was named the uh, National Player of the Year for uh, the JUCOs, and that is fantastic. Um, by the Women's Basketball Coaches Association for the two-year player of the year, uh, it was also uh, Women's Basketball Coach Association ten uh, was part of the ten-player All-America team. Um, has also been chosen as the World Exposure Report JC Player of the Year. Region 13 Player of the Year to Mondak Athletic Conference Player of the Year. Um, she's good. <laughs> she's good. Uh, the Pioneers uh, won their first uh, JUCO tournament game, national, since 1989 uh, this month and uh, lost in the second round. They finished 24-2. and two. Uh, Dallinger, by the way, averaged 25, almost 26 points per game, the uh, leading scorer in the nation. So that's pretty cool. Uh, There's some hockey news as the NA3HL announced Tuesday that it has approved the transfer of uh, the Missoula Junior Bruins to Rapid City, South Dakota. So the membership and relocation. Uh, The upcoming year, 21-22 season, the Badlands Sabres will be the new team. They'll still play in the Frontier Division, so that includes Butte, Helena, Bozeman, Billings, the Wyoming teams, so a little bit of a travel now from uh, from Helena or Butte or anywhere to Rapid City as opposed to going over to Missoula. But uh, Badlands Sabres. Uh, Commissioner Blake McNeil of the NA3HLs uh, said that uh, they thank Jason DiMatteo, the Junior Bruins, for their commitment the last five years. Um, there's going to be, uh, he thinks, good rivalries built up. And uh, the first NA3HL team in the state of South Dakota. So, good luck. It's a good division, especially Great Falls. Let's not forget the Great Falls Americans, who are probably the best team in the frontier over the last, oh, I don't know, half decade. Pretty, I mean, for sure. So, um, speaking of Miles Community College... Uh, the Pioneers just beat Dawson 22-10 on the baseball diamond. That is a uh, big score. Big, big score. So, Anyway, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's do... Uh, uh, what else we got? That's, a, that's good. Let's do On This Day in History. It is brought to you by uh, Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear. And over 35 years' experience... On the corner of Henderson and Euclid in Helena, and Sheila and the gang are amazing. The T-shirts that we wanted, perfect. The polos we got, perfect. We're going to work on some other stuff moving forward for the Jason Walker Show. But appreciate Big Sky Printwear for uh, for getting our work done that we asked for in, uh, in a timely fashion. You want one shirt or a thousand? They'll do it. And ask about direct-to-garment printing. It's really cool. Okay, so Big Sky Printwear bringing us on this day in history. It is uh, Wednesday, April the 28th. It is Blueberry Pie Day. Not a fan of blueberries. Bravehearts Day. I don't think it has to do with Braveheart, William Wallace, who actually wasn't Braveheart, but anyway. Uh, Brave, did you know that, so William Wallace, really, the, the movie Braveheart was about him, but uh, the actual Braveheart was... Um, the guy that betrayed him. 
and then led the Scots to to the battle finish. Anyway, it is great poetry reading day. I keep thinking somebody's over here, but they're not. Superhero day. We talked about that with Arunas Duda. Now, I'm a big fan of superhero girls. We watched the whole series, well, season one, which was like 52 episodes or something, with uh, the little one. Uh, superhero girls, pretty cool. Wonder Woman, of course. They also have um, some annoying Batgirl, uh, some annoying bee thing, uh, bee girl. Um, Green Lantern, she's pretty cool. There's another one I'm forgetting. But the villains are kind of cool, too. Poison Ivy's pretty awesome. On, on Superhero Girls. It's on Netflix if you get a chance to watch. I, I highly recommend it. It's not just for kids. It is uh, 1930 on this date. The first night organized baseball game played in Independence, Kansas. Here's the deal. Cincinnati likes to claim that they were the first Major League Baseball franchise to play an uh, organized baseball game at night. Well, they were Major League Baseball's first, but they weren't the first it was the Negro Leagues, Independence, Kansas, 1930. Uh, 1931, a program for women athletes approved for the 1932 Olympics track and field. 1956, Cincinnati Reds outfielder Frank Robinson hits the first of his 586 career home runs. 1961, on this date, Warren Spahn, at the age of 41, pitched the second no-hitter. On this date in 1967, Muhammad Ali refused induction into the Army, was stripped of his boxing title. In 1972, we talked about this, what, two years ago here on the show with Barry Abrams. We might bring it up again tomorrow. But it was on this date, 1972, that the courts would award the 1968 Kentucky Derby Prize to the second-place winner because the winning horse in 1968 was given drugs before the race. 1985, Billy Martin was named the Yankee manager for the fourth time. 1988, Baltimore Orioles would lose an AL record 21 games in a row on this date. They didn't lose 21 games on this date. It was the date they lost their 21st game in a row. They started the year 0-21. They fired Cal Ripken Sr., the manager, after six games. Frank Robinson actually uh, took over. All right, happy birthday today. Oh, we'll get to birthdays. Also on this date in history, 1789, Fletcher Christian would lead a mutiny on the HMS Bounty against its captain, William Bly, in the South Pacific. 1881, Billy the Kid escaped from the Lincoln County Jail in Lincoln, New Mexico. The famous scene in Young Guns 2. We've got the handcuffs on, and Jane, the um, lady, comes to help him. Anyway. Uh, 2004, Shrek the Sheep from Terrace Central Otago, New Zealand, was finally shorn after six years. Do I have a picture of the sheep? I do. Watch. No, hang on a sec. Sheep. you got to put it in here. you got to type it in. What am I doing? New. There we go. Uh, technology is so nice when it works. All right. Let me see. Sheep. Type it in. Okay, we're almost there. Here it is. This is Shrek, the sheep, who on this date, from New Zealand, was shorn on live television. Took six years before they finally shorn Shrek, the sheep. Uh, The fleece weighed 60 pounds (laughs) for Shrek, the sheep. That is a that is a big, it's a whole bunch of wool. Hmm. Big, big, big. Okay, uh, okay. Now happy birthdays. James Monroe, the fifth U.S. president, born in Monroe Hall on this date in 1758. 1916, Ferruccio Lamborghini, the auto designer, uh, was born in 19 or he died in 1993. Born on this date in 1916. Uh, Nell. Harper Lee was born on this date in 1926 to kill a mockingbird. 1937, Saddam Hussein was born. 1941, Anne Margaret. She still looks good. She was a... I don't know if many knew this. She was born in Sweden, just outside Stockholm. 
1966, John Daly born. The American golfer won the PGA Championship in 91, uh, the Open Championship in 1995. Robert Olinger died on this date in 1881. He was an American uh, jail warden and the last guy that Billy the Kid actually killed. He was 31. Remember the scene? Hey, Bob, best what, what best, best $2 I spend, $1.80, whatever it was, because he had dimes in the shotgun. 1993, Jim Valvano passed away, the uh, American basketball coach. Don't ever give up. Died at 47 at the age of cancer. His brother, Bob, who we had on the show, uh, what, about a year ago, uh, just announced uh, this month, he now has cancer. So we wish Bob Valvano the best. Uh, Conrad Burns passed away on this date in 2016, the uh, Montana senator from 1989 to 2007. He was 81 when he passed. Uh, this day in history brought to you by Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear. Uh, man, we're going to wrap it up a little bit early tonight, but had a great time. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, great show tomorrow. Want to thank uh, uh, Arunas Duda for joining us today. And let's do this first, though, probably. We're almost at the end of the show. <sighs> what did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. I don't think we missed anything. Uh, been following the, uh, the, uh, the, the computers. Uh, oh, well, give you an update here. South Carolina, Montana Grizzly soccer tied a scoreless tie, a scoreless tie at the half in uh, the first round of the NA, uh, NCAA tournament. UM had just one shot on goal. South Carolina had nine, five on goal. Claire Howard, the uh, goalkeeper of the year, had uh, three saves in that first uh, first half. So, there you go. South Carolina pounding the net. And uh, Montana trying to uh, advance in the first round of the NCAA soccer championships. So, there you go. All right. Had fun. We'll do it again tomorrow at 4, like I said. If you missed anything because of the Internet issues, go to jasonwalkershow.com. We'll have the show up uh, here shortly. Also, tomorrow... Looking forward to this. Barry Abrams will join us. We'll preview the Kentucky Derby. And we'll talk about Spokane, the first Derby winner, who is from Montana. Bill Ingvall going to join us as well tomorrow. The comedian's got a show in Helena on Sunday night at the Civic Center. Get your tickets. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks to Green Meadow Country Club for hosting us again. And we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.